got up until until right this moment. And I, I just feel like God is doing something miraculous among us. Yes, he is. And, and I feel, and I, I promise you I will go quickly. Leviticus chapter 16, verse 34. It says, And this shall be an everlasting statute unto you to make an atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once a year. And he did as the Lord commanded Moses. Leviticus 16 is talking about the day of atonement. He's talking about the time that the high priest was able to enter into the holy place, in behind the veil. And he, he's talking about the, the significance of the atonement. On that day, and that day alone, one day a year, could one man consecrate themselves and enter into the, the, the presence of the Almighty God. Oh, what a, what, what a powerful thing. If you read the account, there, there are so many limiting factors there. There's certain garments that he must put on. There are certain mm -hmm. procedures that he must follow. He must, you know, make sacrifices and consecrate himself. He's, he's got to come with, you know, with uh, uh, two, two rams. He's got to come with a bull. He's got to come with fire and with incense. He's got to have all of these things with him. He's got to go through and, and, and do all of these things. Nobody else, no other man can even be in the, the, the tabernacle, the temple at this time. He has to be in there alone. And one day a year, he's able to go into the presence of God. And when he comes out of the presence of God, he brings with him the power of the atonement for the sins of a nation. The sins of an entire people for one year. That's it. And even then, the sins weren't removed. They were covered. They were rolled forward, but they were covered. It's interesting, the word that they use there for covering or for atonement, it means to cover like you would with bitumen, which is the, the tar, the roofing tar. You know, I don't know about you, but you can take a, a, a dollar of roofing tar that big, and if you're not careful, you can cover your entire body with that. <laughs> because that's all it takes, and it'll get all over you. But the atoning power that was that, that that man had came back and, and, and it was enough to cover the sins of a nation once a year. Just uh, you know, kind of coincidentally, I thought it was interesting. Um, the the day of atonement, it's kind of neat. It's on the seventh month and the tenth day. That were in our time right now, that would be tomorrow. And man, I'll tell you what, we'd all be rejoicing because tomorrow our sins were going to be dealt with. I don't have to wait till tomorrow. That's right. I can have my sins dealt with right now. Right now. Amen. Oh, thank God for that. Yes. 
one man once a year. And then, of course, we move forward in time and we, we, we come to the, to the time where uh, Jesus is crucified. He's on the cross. And all of a sudden, the veil that separated the holy place from the, from the, the outer area was separated. Yep. Signifying access. Signifying that, listen, no longer was it going to be once a year and one man, but the access into the presence of God was going to be open to all. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And then, if we move forward just a little bit further in time to the day of Pentecost, we can see that the, the Spirit of God mm -hmm. stopped dwelling in that holy place. That's right. The Spirit of God no longer was confined to that one little room and to that mercy seat that was on top of that ark. That wasn't the only place where heaven came down to earth. That's right. Oh. Amen. Oh, but on that day, the Holy Ghost was poured out. And the Spirit of God that had been confined to dwelling on that mercy seat was now poured out to whosoever will. That's right. yeah. It was poured out to where this little earthly vessel could contain the same spirit of God that dwelt in the Holy of Holies. Right. <laughs> Just as a sideline, if you ever question holiness and the, the, the teaching of holiness, Remember, as Paul wrote, that our bodies are the temple of God. The holy place was called a holy place because it was consecrated. It was kept holy because they knew that the Spirit of God dwelt there. If the Spirit of God dwells here, there needs, this, this temple needs to be holy also. Amen. Now, that won't cost you anything. That's free. I'll throw that in. But the Holy Ghost now gives us the Spirit of God that resides within us. First mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Corinthians 6 19. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's. Sometimes, church, we're guilty of just glorifying God in our spirit. We say, Woo, praise the Lord. I, you know, God's good. But this body needs to glorify God. Amen. And I'm not just talking about the way we dress, that's important. But I'm talking about the way we present ourselves, the way we act. Yes. The words we say, how we yes. praise things, right. what we do, how we live. Yes. Well, yes. on the day of Pentecost, there was an initial sign that they had received the Holy Ghost, and that was speaking in tongues. Yes. And it's still the initial sign today, and I believe that speaking in tongues is as relevant and as significant today as it ever was. And I think that as a child of God, we ought to speak in tongues more than anybody else. But you know what? It doesn't need to stop there. 
That's that, that's that little sprout that's popped up out of the ground. But as the tree begins to grow, I don't want it to just be a little sprout. I want it to grow and it produces fruit. That's the true mark of a Christian. It's not a matter of whether we speak in tongues. I'm not saying speaking in tongues is not important. Don't, don't, ever, don't ever accuse me of that. I, I think that we ought to speak in tongues daily. I think that we need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Our, the, uh, our, 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 our body should be uh, in submission to God. I think that we ought to speak in tongues. I think that we ought to pray in tongues. I believe in intercessory prayer and praying in tongues and having a, a prayer language. But listen, it can't stop there. We've got to grow and produce fruit. Amen. By this will all men know that they're my disciples, that they have love one for another. And that Amen. talks about fruit. Amen. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, once we receive the Holy Ghost, what do we do? What does God want us to do with this? Well, John 7 37 tells us. In the last day, the great, uh, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Amen. I believe that. I believe that this world is thirsty. Yes, yes. They're looking for something to satisfy them, and they're trying everything that they can think of. They're trying things today that that decades before were unthinkable. Mm -hmm. They're trying to find something to satisfy that thirst that's within them. And the only place that they're going to find that satisfaction is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. But he goes on and says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. And, and he clarifies that in the next verse. It says, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. And so those rivers of living water are supposed to flow out of those that are filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those that have received the Spirit of God are supposed to have rivers that flow out of them. Yes. Amen. It's interesting that the word belly is singular. Thank God I'm not like a cow and have four bellies. <laughs> One is plenty. But out of my belly, my, my innermost being, not, not this natural belly, but out of my innermost being, there's supposed to be rivers. Now, one of the things that defines a river is that it flows. If a river doesn't flow, it's a lake. It's a sea. 
It's some other body of water, but it's not a river. Because a river has to flow somewhere. Yeah. Right. And a river can only flow in one direction. That's why the scripture says that out of a singular belly, there will be multiple rivers that flow. Now, what is the source of the river that flows? It's the Spirit of God. It's from Jesus. It's, it's His Spirit, the Spirit of God that fills us, that comes into us and flows out of us into every different direction. Yeah. Right. I titled this message, the door. In the Old Testament, there was only one place you could you could uh, find the Shekinah glory of God, and that was at the the, 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 the holy place. That's where His presence was. But today, anywhere a Holy Ghost filled child of God goes, there's a door. There's a door to the presence of God. Now, we know through Scripture that Jesus is the door. He's the only door. There's no other door. There's no other way into the fold except through Jesus. But when we, when we receive His Spirit, that Spirit flows into us and we become doors here on earth into the supernatural. Right. You are a walking miracle factory. <laughs> right. You have the, the absolute power of God that resides within you. Think about when, you know, Jesus, uh, he, he sent the disciples out. They didn't have the Holy Ghost then, but he did, he did pray that the Spirit would be with them and he sent them out to go and do things. He sent them out to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and they would recover, and to, uh, to uh, raise people from the dead. I don't know about you, but I think all of those things are miracles. Yes. I'd love to see some of that. That's cool God stuff. I'd love to see more of it. The, the, the demons didn't go anywhere. They're still here and they still need to be cast out somewhere. <laughs> they, they haven't changed their ways. If they were in the, in the Old Testament and they needed casting out, guess what? They're still around here and they need to be cast out of some people. Right. There, there's some people that have those oh, that need to be cast out. But now listen, I'm not looking for a devil around every corner because the scripture also said that he's given us power over every power of the enemy. So if I walk into the room and I'm, I'm full of the Holy Ghost, when I walk in, I've got the power of the Almighty God that's more powerful than any, any demon in hell. I walk in and all I have to do is let rivers start flowing. Yes. Amen. I have the authority to resist Satan. To say, nope, you're not going to have anything to do in here today. Get out. I can resist him. When I come in, when I come into this into this place on, on a Sunday morning and I'm there in my office, 
I'm not just in there watching YouTube. I'm in there having, having time with God before service starts. I'm in there praying and saying, Satan, you're not going to have any effect in the service today. I bind you. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus because there are people in here that need a touch from God today. And so I resist you today and I'm telling you to get out. Amen. We have that power. Yes. Amen. The only thing that can stop us. Now, no man can shut the door of Jesus. He opens the door and no man can close it. That's right. So you and I can't stop God. But we can stop the Holy Ghost flowing through us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Like I said, we can become cups with stoppers up. Fill me up, Lord. Okay. There, I'm good. That's not doing anybody any good. Somebody needs to be able to pick up, pull that stopper out, take a drink, and have their soul refreshed. Amen. Have their soul renewed. Somebody is waiting for you to come and let some healing waters flow into their life. Somebody's waiting for you to show up into their home, into their situation, into their hospital room, into their family, into their life, and say, Lord, let some of this Holy Ghost flow to them and God fix what's going on in their life. Oh, and, and don't worry about running out. You don't have to worry that, well, if I pour it out, I'm not going to have enough for me. Listen, God's got more than enough for you. Amen. He's been wanting to pour more into us for decades. And, and we have been so, oh, now I'm meddling, I'm sorry. But we have been so stingy with the with the power of God, with the, with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. For years and years, ever since I was a small child, I can remember coming into church and so many times our prayer is, God, I need you to touch me. God, I need more of you. I need, I need, I need. Can I tell someone here today, listen, if you've got all these needs in you, some of the best way to get those things resolved is to let the Holy Ghost flow through you and wash them away. Somebody needs to let God begin to flow through them today and just open the doors to the Holy Ghost and say, God, use me. God, use me. I'm going to close with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11 talk about spiritual gifts. All right, let me, let me just read this to you. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of administration, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operation, 
but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Hmm. Let me just stop there for a minute. And let me just kind of address a common misconception. There are not four or five people here that God can use in the in, in, in tongues and interpretation. Amen. Right. That's right. If you're here and you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you're part of that all. Yes. And it says all in all. That means that all of the gifts are open and operable in all of the vessels. Yes. Amen. Now, there are some that are going to be more, more readily used in some different things. Let me carry on here. It says, but the manifest manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For uh, to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit Dividing to every man severally as he wills. Amen. When you look at the gifts of the Spirit, if everybody in the church, if, if man, I, I can't even wrap my mind around what kind of a revival we have, if everyone in the church were just to operate in two or three of the gifts. Not all of them, just two or three. If, if everybody here would, would do like the scripture says and to covet earnestly the best gift, whatever's needed, God, that's the best gift. I, I, I love this. Someone explained it this way. They said, listen, if you walk into the, into the, the hospital room of someone that's sick, uh, a word of knowledge is probably not the best thing. You, you really need the gift of healing for it. Mm -hmm. That would be the best gift for right then. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's really a simple concept. The best gift is what's needed right then. That's right. Amen. If there's a problem in the church and there's there's division that's coming up, we need a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. Yeah. All right, but. If we would all just get a hold of some of the gifts and let God start using us in them and open the doors to the moving of the Holy Ghost in our life, that's what God is wanting for this last day. Yes. You know, and, and a lot of times we, we look at, you know, like tongues and interpretation, and, and as powerful as that is, and please, I, I, I love that, that God speaks to us in tongues and interpretation so frequently. God will speak to us with a, with a word of knowledge or a, a word of prophecy. I love the speaking gifts. I think those things are so beautiful. And please don't stop. But along with those, I want to see some working of miracles. Mm. I want to see some healings. I, I want to see some of those other gifts. The gift of faith. Mm. Yeah. 
God is, is drawing his people. He's saying, come on, you've got rivers that are inside of you that are, that are bursting forth at the scene. Open the door. Open the door and let them flow. Those don't just have to flow here in the church. Now, now I can tell you, if you're on your job and, and there's another Holy Ghost filled person there, let's just say, it would be a little awkward there, most situations, if you started speaking in tongue and they interpreted. People are going to look like, huh? what just happened? So sometimes they, they seem a little more uh, acceptable in the church. People understand what's going on. But what about a miracle? What about a gift of healing? What about a gift of faith? What, what about a word of knowledge? Any of these gifts, see those things, when we let those things flow through us, we're letting the Holy Ghost flow through us, the Spirit of God. In the Old Testament, it's interesting when you read about it, the Spirit of the Lord moved on, on specific individuals. They would move on, on the judges, and they would subdue armies, entire armies. You know, I mean, with, with unsurmountable, unfathomable odds, they would defeat their enemies. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord moved on them. They would have, you know, they would have words that would bring a, a, a resolution to a situation that was plaguing an entire nation. They would get a word from God that would help to turn around the, the direction of an entire nation or a group of people. We, as the, the, the church today, as Holy Ghost-filled people, we don't have to wait for a, a, a certain person to come along and to have the Spirit of the Lord move and have those things happen. Right. The Spirit of the Lord is within you, and it's within me, and it's saying, come on, let's go. I'm sending you out. Go do it. The Lord has sent us out. When, when we get the Holy Ghost, when we have the Spirit of God, God says, go forth and be witnesses. Right, amen. Go show forth the glory of God. Amen. What is God's glory? It's what he's done. Yes. It's, it's things that bring glory to his name. Amen. Man, there, and listen, I, I'm preaching to me too. There, there's... There shouldn't be a person that I work with that, that doesn't know that, listen, if there's a sickness and I need a healing, that's the man I need to go see. I, I need to go to Mark and get him to pray for me because the Spirit of God flows through him and miracles are done. Well, listen, it's, that doesn't glorify me because I can't, you know, as Brother, uh, Brother Arnold says, I couldn't heal a headache on a dead toe. <laughs> But my God can do everything. Yeah, and so it brings glory to God. If someone's got a situation that they need, they ought to seek you out. They, they ought to go wherever you are and say, oh, I, I need you to pray for me. I, I need God to intervene in this. Will you touch God for me? Amen. Amen. 
That's how we glorify God. And that's what God is bringing his people to right now. He's saying, listen, there are rivers that are supposed to be flowing. And I need you to unblock those. Amen. I need you to open the door and let those things begin to flow. I need you to, to, to stop being afraid and push on through those things. I need to make sure that you daily consecrate yourself. I need to make sure that when you get up in the morning and you're standing in front of the mirror brushing your teeth, that as soon as you can talk again, you go, hey, you in the mirror, I'm going to overcome you today. You're not going to defeat me. Amen. Because that's our biggest trial yes. is our flesh. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. it is. If I can look at that one in the mirror and say, no, nah, you're not going to win today. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to bring glory to God. You're not going to stop me. And I can be successful in that. Satan and all the enemies, all, all of the demons, none of them can stop me. And hell better look out because I'm on the rampage. Amen. And, and furthermore, let me just let me just address this. We got to stop being afraid of, of, of hell. Scripture said that we have the power over every power of the enemy. Amen. Satan's <laughs> lied to the church, and, and there's so many people that are in church that are going, oh man, I just kind of want to, you know, stay under the radar. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to become a target for Satan. Hallelujah. Really? He doesn't have a weapon that that can pierce my armor. That's right. Because I've got the armor of God. Yeah. Now I need to make sure I put it on. I better not leave it at home. Amen. But if I put on that armor, bring it on, Satan. Shoot all the little fiery darts you want. You're bringing darts to to an atomic weapon fight. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm releasing the power of God on you and you're throwing a dart at me. Yeah. I'm not. Amen. We don't need to be afraid of Satan. We don't need to be afraid of what man can do to us. Mm. We don't need to be afraid of what people think of us. Yeah, no. mm. We need to realize that listen, my God is on the throne. And I don't have to be afraid. I've got power. I've got his spirit that's within me. And he wants to flow through me. I'm putting a challenge out to the church today. Open the floodgates. Open the doors in your life. And let the spirit of God begin to flow through you. You ought to, you ought to read through 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You ought to make sure that you memorize what those uh, what those gifts of the Spirit are, and you want to you want to start saying, God, today give me the best gift. You know who I'm going to encounter and what they need. God, I want the gifts to operate through me today. I want to be something that you use today. So many times we 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 get under the the the, the mindset that well those things only operate in the house of God. They don't. Right. Who said that? Mm -hmm. Scripture doesn't say that. They're for the benefit of, of individuals. They're, they're to bring glory to God. They're to bring atonement. Yes. Ultimately, 
That's what God wants us. He wants us to be a witness of his power and, and show people the way to him. Amen. Stand with me today. I've kept you too long. I challenge you. I challenge you today. Don't wait. Don't don't put it off and say, well, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll start this later on. No, start it today. Start it right now. Say, God, help me to open this, this door and let these rivers flow from me. Watch how that when you open those doors and you start letting that flow, not only are you blessing other people, but the things that have been bothering you, that have been hindering you, that have been stopping you and have, have been problems in your life, how did those things begin to get washed away by the current of the Holy Ghost and, and no longer are they problems in your life. No longer are they there stopping you and hindering you and hurting you. That's not God's will for you. God wants you to have liberty and freedom and strength and joy and peace. Amen. The blessings. He wants his love to flow through you to others. Amen. Let's just join together right now. Let's ask God, Lord, show me how. Lord, right now we come before you, God. Lord, I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you, God, Lord, for your spirit, God, that you have given to us. Lord, the Holy Ghost, God. Lord, that Holy Spirit that resides within this temple, God. This fleshly temple right here, God. Lord, help me that I can keep this a holy place, God. Lord, that I will daily place this on the altar of sacrifice, God. Lord, that it will remain holy and pure, God. That 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 flows is not contaminated, God, but it is the pure Spirit of God that flows forth from me, God. Lord, help us today, God. Lord, not to be reservoirs, God, but to be rivers, God. Lord, to be rivers that flow into this dry earth, God, into this, Lord, into this city, this, this area around us, God. Lord, where people are thirsty, God. Lord, that are in desperate need of a drink of that living water, God. Lord, they need you, God. Lord, help us to open the doors and allow these rivers to begin to flood into this area, God. Ministering to those that are in need, those that are hurting, God. Lord, releasing the power of God that is within us to work, God. Lord, to accomplish your will, God. To do great and mighty things for you, God. Lord, take the limits off of our eyes, God. Open our eyes to see, God, the possibilities, God. The things that you desire, Lord. Oh, Jesus. God, it's not by our might or by our power, but it's by your spirit, God. Lord, I know that I'm frail and I'm weak and I can't do any of these things. But God, it's the power of God that flows through me. It's your spirit that flows through me, God, that makes all of this possible, God. Lord, and I'm asking you to open doors, God, in every life that is here this week, God. 
Open the doors of our hearts, God. Lord, of our souls, of our spirit, God. Lord, that the Holy Ghost can flow through us, God. And that you can do that new thing in us and through us, God. Use us this week, God, for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, two things before we're dismissed. One is, uh, I'm going to... If Brother Cruz, if you would come, we're going to give you a chance to give uh, tithe in an offering. And I also wanted to present to you something, um, something for you to pray about. Ask God how you can, you know, what you can do in this. Um, I, I don't know how many of you know, but uh, we have, for, for a while now, we have not had an ongoing work, uh, English-speaking work in Kissimmee. We now have one going again. Amen. And the Lord has sent us a, a, a man that is going to be pastoring that. He's going to be pastoring that daughter work there. And uh, many of you may know him, and that's Brother uh, Sonny Shamble. Um, if you don't know him, great man of God. Love to hear him sing, by the way. Um, but he's got a, a, a real heart and a desire. He's already, he's already been out working and reaching people and uh, this this past week the Lord just put it on my heart Bishop didn't call me and ask me he, nothing nothing like that happened but he's starting with no one and I believe that I don't believe I know that there's going to be uh, financial needs to, to get that work established and so I have committed to uh, to a monthly amount that we're this church is going to be given, and I want you to pray and to ask God if He wants you to participate in that, how much, and we want to support that work down there. I I have I have told the bishop that we will be giving at least. $500 a month towards the work in Kissimmee to support that and to help that get established. And so I'm asking the church, pray about it, let God lead you, and whatever amount you feel led to give, you can you can give that in the regular offering, however you give. Just mark it for uh, the Kissimmee work, and it will go directly to that work, and it will be for the building up of that church. Amen. 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 So, Lord, bless you for that. Thank you for your support. Lord, as we're dismissed today, God, we ask you to bless this. Bless this offering. Bless your people, God. Lord, let us be used for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for being here. We'll see you on Tuesday.